0: Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastors Joel and Patricia Gregory continue in their powerful series entitled Dating Risky Business. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today.
1: How many of y'all wanna help God show the world that there is a better way? Because there really is at the end of the day. And so we're talking about dating, which is risky business, or you really could say the business of dating has become risky because dating is a business today.
2: Ooh, it's a multi-billion-dollar business. So it's apps. It, it, you can find
1: out about it anywhere you want. There are television shows, reality shows that are dedicated to that. You know, now you can meet someone and be engaged six weeks later on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. How I many you know biblically that's impossible? Right? And so if we're not careful, we'll get caught up in all of the excitement and the romance without a real process for a long-lasting marriage. And so on last week, we won't read all of the review, but we're looking for a completely countercultural path to marriage as believers. And we're learning how to apply God's Word to dating, finding a spouse, and getting married. All of this information can be found in the Bible app. Uh, it can be found in the Linked Up Church app you version bible app let's go to the events section pull up linked up church all the notes are right there so if you're here in person today or you're watching online you're interested in dating you've either done it you're doing it you'd like to do it or you need to teach somebody else how to do it and so that's what we're really talking about here and on last week we really looked at uh point number one which was modern dating versus biblical dating which you could call the subtopic up underneath dating as risky business. And then we followed that up. So we looked at a lot of practical examples, just contrasting modern dating from biblical dating. And then uh, point number two, which I want to read that one again, because it's a great foundation scripture for everything that we're talking about. So if you would look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 again, I'll just read that very quickly as a foundation to set up where we'll go today someone say all scripture
2: all scripture all,
1: of it. all of, it. Every last bit of it every last bit of it is given by inspiration of god or another way to say that it is god breathed first uh, peter says that holy men of god they spoke and they wrote as the spirit of god moved upon them so all scripture is given by inspiration of god And it is profitable. So that word profitable means advantageous. So God gives us the scriptures so that he can give us an advantage in life, right? The scriptures are there to give us an advantage. And it's for doctrine, it's for reproof, which it will bring conviction. It's for correction, to straighten us up again. It's for instruction, which is direction or tutorage. It's in uh, in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be complete, which means mature, Thoroughly equipped for every good work, and in this context, I mean you know the word equip means prepared. you want to be prepared before you start dating. Raise your hand if you believe that you definitely want to be prepared before you get married because they say love is blind Ooh, but, but marriage, marriage is will, open, an eye well, it will open your eyes up. Come on, somebody know what i 'm talking about out, out there, right and the married people said. All right. And so we're, we're now looking at foundational scriptures that really set up everything else that we want to talk about throughout the rest of this series. We left off last week uh, with uh, letter A, command, uh, the command to be pure, the seriousness of sexual sin, and the instructions regarding uh, marriage. And today we're going to pick up with letter B.
2: So regardless of, you know, I know it's heavy in talking to singles, and it seems like that this is specifically addressed to singles, and a lot of it is. But the reality is if you're married, if you're divorced, if you've ever dated anybody, you can go back and check yourself with this information and to see and examine how the trajectory of your relationship, whether it succeeded or failed, whether it still exists or does not, how it might have have impacted where you are today. Mm -hmm. And with that, you can slowly start making adjustments because, you know, we teach people how to treat us. I believe that with all my heart. And so if you don't like the way people are treating you, it's one thing when just folks just act in all kinds of ways. But people who know you and start treating you a certain way and they continue to treat you a certain way, but you see they treat other people other ways. You have to sit back and say, okay, how much of this did I permit that they think this is okay with me? That's right. It's good so with that being said we're going to pick up with letter b of number two and that is do not wrong or defraud one another in relationships by implying a relationship or commitment by your words or conducts, and it does not exist do not defraud one another in relationships by implying a relationship or commitment by your words or conduct That does not actually exist you know oftentimes we'll be in situations in relationships specifically dating and you know one person thinks it's more serious than the other and it used to be a time where the female thought it was more serious than the other but we've seen it go both ways he thinks they're dating and then here she is chit-chatting and kiki ha ha with some other dude (laughs) it goes both ways right we cannot defraud, in this, and we're using the word defraud one another because we are robbing another person of emotional and mental consistency. First Thessalonians chapter four. Turn with me there. First Thessalonians chapter four, and I'm going to read verses one through eight in the New King James. It says, "Finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort." in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. This is Paul writing to the church of Thessalonica to a bunch of men of God. People that are saying that they are God's people, Christians, believers, people that are in the way. Is that who I'm talking to here? Folks online say amen that's me, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, amen? And if you're not we're going to take care of that later on. He says, for you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Ah, he's starting to get specific here. Verse 3, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, your holiness, your purity, your set-apartness, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. I could just drop my iPad.
1: See, everybody wants to know what is the will of God for my life. That's a great text that defines what it is.
2: He says that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor.
1: What vessel is he referring to? So
2: let's break it down. I thought you never asked, Amen. me. Be
1: specific.
2: He's speaking to men of God, and he's saying that each person should be able to, each man should be able to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. When you look that word up, it's... Ooh, skios. It's the Hebrew word skios. And it means of uncertain affinity, a vessel, an implement, equipment, package, or apparatus. Literally and specifically, a wife that contributes to the usefulness of the husband. So, how does a wife contribute to the usefulness of the husband?
1: Y'all are all holy, babe. They don't got holy. She got it. I mean, uh, drop
2: it like it's hot. I mean, just <laughs> drop that. Just his vessel is his sexual organ
1: that should be possessed in the
2: sanctification honor. and honor.
1: No men said amen. <laughs> we should have heard a roar in here on that one.
2: His sexual productive organ his penis I said it I can't make it no plainer than that that each man should possess he's responsible for maintaining his sanctification and his honor in other words he he said that this is how you not only remain pure and maintain your purity but this is also the will of God and then he said this is honor So a lot of times we talk about women and knowing your worth, and I know my worth, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to cheapen myself. But guys, when you sleep around, you are compromising your worth just as much as she is. So you're devalued. A man that sleeps around is devalued and is considered garbage. God still loves you, but he made you so much better than that. Amen. And he considers you just as much of a treasure and someone worth dying for, someone worth bleeding for, someone worth three days in hell for, just as much he did as he did his daughters. Amen. For God did not call us to unclean. let me finish reading it. Verse five. Verse five, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. Ooh, he says, people who do this are compared to Gentiles who do not gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, (laughs) but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's saying here that to not give yourself to promiscuity, to maintain the hard, you want to be hard. You want to be tough. You want to be strong. You want to be known as someone who's about his business. Keep your sexual purity. Amen. Amen. And I don't care what you've been through. You can reset right now. Let him tell it. I, 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 his history said I married a freak of freaks.
1: Hey, don't tell my. That's for me to tell people. If I want to. That's not for you to tell people. You
2: done already told people. Don't tell my business it's mine no but even me if I slept with one person outside of my marriage that's one too many right and when we did that when we do that outside of the marriage covenant we defraud one another we rob one another of the optimal experience in marriage
1: that's good And if I could just add an additional male piece to that, that no one should take advantage of and defraud. Notice it said his brother in this matter. Mm. I actually want to go a little further with this from a male perspective. Every time you sleep with someone that you're not married to, you're robbing someone else of having the future with her that they could have had. Come on, I need a little better better amen in here today. Every time you do that, you're confusing her mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and robbing someone else of having the type of wife that they deserve to have in the future because of what you did to her. Now, I want you to see how serious God takes this. God said that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because, see, at the end of the day, we're all, this is written to the church, we're all brothers and sisters in in Christ. So when we go through each other like that, we're defrauding somebody else.
2: That's right.
1: And notice what he said here. The Lord is the avenger of all
2: sex. Mm.
1: And see, so a lot of times when things aren't working out for us, we've got to go back and look at how did we treat other people right and so ladies let God defend you in these areas don't you go out and try to get somebody back by being like they are see which is the games we begin to play that's the game that's and no one wins no one wins at the end of the day he said and God has forewarned us and testified so could it be a lot of where we are today is because of the way we treated people yesterday the key to that is not to get in any condemnation, but hit the reset button. Repent. And say, repent and say, from today going Danger forward, thinking. I'm going to build my sisters up. I'm going to build brothers up. And I'm not going to defraud anyone else another day from this day forward.
2: And what's missing in society is the seed of humility and honor. The disrespect of authority. Mm, The dishonor of our elderly. Disregard for the sanctity of the church. A lot of it comes not from this big explosion. It just didn't happen. It started in these little things. How I've dishonored myself. Mm -hmm. How I dishonored my my sisters and my brothers. How we've dishonored one another. And that dishonor is just a seed that's being sown. And if you know anything about seeds that sown, it tends to reap a harvest greater than that one seed. Amen. Amen. I got a call. I got a text earlier this week. Precious, precious girl. She's, a, she's a, someone that I just adore and just precious. She's not a, her parents are members of this church, but she's not. And um, she's a young single woman, 23, 24, 25 or so. And she's getting started in life, got her job, got her first apartment, and she texts me, and I could just hear the frustration in her text. I'm trying to be a woman of value, da 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 And what I was sharing with her was that oftentimes when we encounter someone, we often go to romance first. Therefore, the expectation is so far left. And then if they don't check off our boxes and are who we want them to be as a husband, then we dismiss them, but we don't even know them as a friend. So I would admonish you to not present a commitment until you've at least had the opportunity to experience a friendship. Because where there's friendship, there's no romantic expectation. Y'all ladies, you know, I can speak for the ladies, you know when you're going out on a date, it could be a date that's just about friends getting to know one another. But, you know, you put on your Victoria's Secret. Just you put in on case. the right outfit. Just in case. You got on just your her. your special ber- perfume. Amen. Your heart flutters at the anticipation of the first kiss. And don't be one of those that's trying to back that thing up. C, C, do not awaken love before it pleases, before the proper time, meaning marriage. Now you know, Pastor Gregory, he he does the um, Sunday services, and I'm doing the Wednesday services, and he put, and I, this was just so good to me. But then, babe, I looked up the message version of this. It was so good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the clock moving, too. Hurry up.
2: The message version says this: Song of Solomon. So in your notes, it's Song of Solomon 2.7 in the New King James. But I'm going to read from you to you. Yes, the Song of Solomon. Song of Songs. Some of y'all are like, what book is that? Some people call it the forbidden book. But God talks about sex. Yes, Song of Songs chapter 2, verse 7, the message version, it says, oh, let me warn you, sisters, in Jerusalem, in other words, believers, by the gazelles, yes, by all the wild deer, in other words, don't be like animals, don't excite love, don't stir it up until the time is ripe and you're ready, he's saying to ladies, Don't excite love. Don't tempt him. He don't need to see the extra cleavage. There's so much money right now in Brazilian butt lifts. If you want to lead with your body, guess what kind of response you're going to get? A body response. So don't be upset when all they're interested in is what's between your legs. You are so much more than your sex appeal. And when I talk to true men of God, brothers, young ones too, listen, today people, Gen Z people are still being, getting married and are virgins. It's still happening. Don't think that no one's doing it.
1: I got a youth minister up. Well, well, well keep, going, keep going. He cleaned it up like I did, and then he didn't sleep with his wife prior to marriage
2: many of people marry
1: as virgins
2: yeah but there are people marrying as virgins but there are even more christian millennials gen z generation x even baby boomers it's like yeah i might be 60 but i'm keeping myself until i meet her amen so he's he's telling the women here hey Do not excite or stir up or awaken love until it is the time is ripe and when you're ready. The time is ripe when marriage, marriage, and you're ready to be presented when at marriage, amen. So we don't want. I mean, listen, the world, many of nations have fallen because of the woman. Many of nations has fallen. Many of houses have been divided because of some strange woman.
1: All right, which leads right to letter D. Let's talk about warning to avoid sexual sin and foolish relationships. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, and we'll begin reading at verse 20. All right, and this is written from a father to a son. Mm. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. And it says, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. So right away, what the scripture is establishing is that children should stay under the authority of their parents and listen to them. The youth are over in the the other room over there. So my son, but where I'm going with this, if there weren't parents there to instruct us in the law of the Lord then really you should now want to be under the authority and accountability of your pastors or your leadership, your spiritual authority, right? And so today, what my experience has been, you can sit people down today and literally walk them through what God's will is for their situation, and they will walk out and do the exact opposite. And today what you have is what she referred to, a society that does not respect authority defund the police it doesn't matter whether it's spiritual authority any level of authority or anyone trying to tell anyone what to do people are basically saying you don't tell me what to do i'm going to do what i want to do anyway and this is a father saying to a son do not forsake the law of your father your father's command the law of your mother bind them continually upon your heart tie them around your neck when you roam they will lead you when you sleep they will keep you and when you awake, they will speak with you. Mm. For the commandment is a lamp and a law of light. It provides reproof, which is correction of instruction are the way of life. So correction and instruction are the way of life. So we all have to posture ourselves that whether it's our natural parents or our spiritual authority, we have to posture ourselves when they bring correction or instruction. How I many you know it is always for our good? But today, somehow that can create conflict, it can create war, it can create battles. Come on, somebody, you all know I'm telling the truth. It can create disdain, dislike, unhealthiness within relationships. But God really set both in place to help us, to give us correction and instruction because that is the way of life. And it's interesting here, it says, to keep you from the evil woman. Mm -hmm. So listen very carefully, men from the flattering tongue of the seductress. Mm. So if you look up the word flattering, flattering is different from complimenting. So when someone is trying to flatter you, man, they're taking something out of you for their own personal benefit. So in other words, it's some level of seduction in that flattery that wants to draw you in. When someone is complimenting you, they're putting something in you For your own personal benefit, they're not looking for any gain in return. Is everyone clear on that? Right. And so, if you start listening and pay attention, and paying attention, you'll understand how is she trying to suck me in. Right. flattering of the tongue of the the seductress. It says, "Do not lust after her beauty in your heart." Now, let's keep it real, man. We are always going to see beautiful women, married or single. We see them every day. Oh, see, they're scared. See, they're scared. <laughs> see, that, that's for a men's meeting, right? We can talk about that when it's just us. But, but it's nothing wrong with that. You're a human being. You have eyes. We all see beautiful people. The issue is not seeing them. The issue is lusting after them in your heart. Staring at them. Undressing them with your eyes. Constant right, so, glances. hmm I mean, you know, women are good, right? If the two of you all are walking, she can see who's coming your way too, right? And said that they won't look at you, but they will look to the side with that peripheral vision to make sure you didn't go, right? And that's, how I mean, you know, that's when it's shifting from admiring someone's beauty to now lusting, so try to protect your eyes. David said, uh, or was it Job, Job about God protecting Job. his eyes so that he would not sin? So f- let's keep going here. So keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of the seductress. Do not lust after her in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. Now that word eyelids there literally means
2: uh, her, lashes. her eyelashes.
1: How I many you know eyelashes are big business today? <laughs>
2: I mean, I know that's big business today, right? I tried. He set me free. I mean, I was trying every kind of last comp- component there was. He was like, you all right? <laughs>
1: Isn't this interesting how all this is in the Bible? All right, let's keep reading here. So now, so don't <laughs> let her allure you with her eyelashes. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. Hmm. And so I want to really break this all the way down for understanding. It's not just talking about a single man here. He's talking about a married man as well. When you're talking about being reduced to a crust of bread, that means that the man has been brought to the lowest level of, par- of poverty through harlotry. Right? And harlotry is just simply sleeping with someone that I'm not married to or sleeping with I'm married and sleeping with someone outside of my marriage. The end result of that is going to bring that individual to a crust of bread. She will tell you, I used to read a book every year in my single life, once a year, called Why Great Men Fail. Mm -hmm. And in this book is every level of leader and great achiever in the entire world since the world began, including Solomon, who wrote Proverbs. And all of them had three things in common, right? They achieved great things, but they lived terrible personal lives. And it was three areas that tripped all of them up, and it was sex, and it was power, and it was money. All of them had all three of those in common, but it was really the one thread that brought all of them down, Mm -hmm. which was the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? And every person you can think of who scored the most points, hit the most this, president of this, king of this country, every single one of them brought low. All right? So this is how powerful this is if we don't manage it, right? He goes on to say here, and all of the answers to all of these questions will be no, just to save us some time. So with our eyelids, by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? No, in other words, can he, whether married or single, take that heat that that female's gonna bring and not end up being burned? <laughs> the answer to that, come on, fellas, is what? No. A little stronger, no. right? A little stronger than that. It's gonna shoot the devil out of here. A little stronger than that, right? so, so can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned. Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? Oh, okay, now we're here now, now we're here. It's impossible, right? So if you understand what, what, what he's saying here, you're never going to win that one. Even though you might think you're winning, you're never going to win at the game of fornication and adultery. So a mature man is at some point is going to wake up and say, you know what? I got to stop playing games. It's time for me to stop being a boy and grow up and be a man, regardless of what my age is. It's interesting. This is such strong language here. So, he, so is he who goes to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. Whoever commits adultery with a woman, watch this, lacks understanding. What is the understanding that he lacks? He does not know that it destroys his own soul. See, and think about what the Scripture says. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? It's nothing worth that, nothing at all. Should I stop here? No, it, it, no, 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 no. This keep is going. like heavy in here. It's like I just—I'm gonna go home. I'm just. Gonna, should we just say, stop right here? The
2: Gregories love me.
1: Let's stop for a moment and just and God put our arms around each other. Let's yeah, <laughs> say God loves me. The Gregories love me. That's why they're telling me the truth. So think about it. Listen, guys. Can I just be as blunt as I possibly can be? Right? There's nothing worth your own soul. Right? And ladies, I am not being disrespectful with this comment I'm getting ready to make. I'm not being degrading or none of that. But guys, you've got to wake up and realize, if you flip them all upside down, they all look the exact same. So you ain't, you ain't getting nothing different over there than what you already have at home.
2: Hello? Woo Woo Woohoo All right, let's keep
1: going. Wounds and dishonor he will get. So, So look what he's doing to himself. And his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury. So, you know how many people, my brother's a police lieutenant. You know how many people are in jail today over domestic violence? Right? If they have 40 runs on a Friday night, 35 of them are domestic violence. And most of those are somebody coming home finding out something. For jealousy is a husband's fury, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he appe- be appeased, though you try to give him many gifts. So in other words, the violation of another man sometimes can drive him to a place of no return, right? And so it's not worth it to put ourselves in situations where we jeopardize not only our souls, but also our freedom. All right, and then I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to read Proverbs 7 because our time has gotten away from us, but Proverbs 7 is actually exactly like Proverbs chapter 6. And so typically what God is saying here, when he takes two chapters and dedicates them to the same information, how many know it's a serious subject with God? Right, and so I want to give you all a homework assignment. When I was 22, I asked God to teach me how to be a man, and it's interesting. These were the first two chapters he told me to read read Proverbs chapter six and Proverbs chapter seven one of the biggest things my takeaways from that not only does she reduce a man to a piece of bread as the scripture says. if you're reading the seventh chapter it says that she only goes after strong men right and so a lot of times they're waiting for you to become successful and reach a certain level yeah and they target you only for the purpose of bringing you down right so so I'm not saying she's a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no. I'm going to leave that right there. A broke brother. A broke brother. I'm going to leave that right
0: there.
2: I, I think it's worth saying that in every situation, especially if you're married, It always starts out small. Yeah. It always starts out small. You being able to confide in her about your wife and the problems you're having at home. You being able to confide in him about your problems at home with your husband.
1: That's a good one, man. Minister
2: Kimberly said, don't do it. The enemy will make you believe on the front end of sin that is real, real small. But once you've committed it, he will make you believe it's so big, it cannot be recovered.
1: Now, let's help married couples real quick. What we both do, as soon as you start talking to me about your marital problems, I say, I'm really not
2: the one you need to talk to. You need to talk to my wife about it. And I do the exact same thing with him. I'll meet you one time, and then once you start talking about issues with your wife, (laughs) you're going there, you're going there to Minister Johnny, you're going there to Minister Bernard, you're going wherever to another male minister. Let me just, before you continue,
1: on the authority piece, the spiritual authority piece, what you'll see, what I've experienced is you'll see a lot of especially single females, right? The first thing they'll say is, we're not going to see Pastor Gregory. Or you'll see someone in a situation, right, where they think believe is getting ready to go to the next level. And, and what she'll say to him is, we're not going to go see Pastor Gregory. Because the translation of that is he's going to tell us the truth Amen. and hold us accountable.
2: And I want to get married more than I want to know the truth.
1: And so I would, so men, don't, that's why when we get to the next section of this, that's why you don't let her lead. That's why you need to lead.
2: Unless she's leading towards godliness.
1: Unless she's leading towards Unless godliness. Unless she's
2: leading toward godliness. Seen plenty of situations, people that are dear to our lives. Well, she was the one that maintained the standard. Yeah. And, she, and he lined up
1: in yeah.
2: many and, a situation. And so
1: think about it. It's a blessing to have someone in your life that will tell you the truth. I want to say that again. I say it is a blessing to have someone in your life that will tell you the truth. It's a blessing. It's a real blessing.
2: All right, letter E. Temptation is to be taken very seriously. Temptation is to be taken very seriously. I want you to repeat after me. It is better to avoid temptation. It is is easier easier to avoid temptation than it is to resist it. In other words, if you're not in the fire, you won't get burned. That's right. James chapter 1, verse 13 through 16, and I, this is one of my favorite scriptures. That, the whole book of, uh, well, the whole book of James, but James chapter 1 period just is so deep to me. But he says here in verse 13 through 16 in New King James, Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. God is not about to put you in a situation where he's about to test your ability to not have sex. And, See how and he or, or she is standing there butt naked. That ain't God. Nor does he tempt himself, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own freaky self.
1: That's a good translation.
2: Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed his own freaky self, and he does the do. Verse 15, then when desired is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when it is fulfilled or full grown, brings forth death or destruction. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Temptation is to be taken very seriously. Yeah. And you will be tempted in the area in which you are weak. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Listen, sometimes our desires become so much bigger than our pursuit of God. Oftentimes, we're pursuing God only because we want him to help us get to our desires. This is, listen, I am not here to condemn, but I am here to shine a light on certain motives. Mm-hmm. Right? I've been guilty. God, I wanna, I'll pray. I'll go through fasting and prayer until you answer. And you, I want the answer that you, I won't.
1: And so as I get it, I go back to being. And then,
2: guilty exactly. Guilty. And, I mean, I've had to repent. So I am no exception to this rule. And I can't promise you that it won't happen tomorrow. Praise, praise God it hasn't happened and I, I, I hope I change my heart forever but sometimes our desires can be so big that we make God only a supplement to that desire mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many single people both men and women of God who wanted their desire so bad that they were willing to leave the spiritual authority i.e. linked up church Because we told them that this is not of God and in most cases they come back to us and apologize and repent or whatever but we're not the ones to repent to it's you needing to check now your heart and your relationship with God and did your desires supersede your obedience to the truth the truth that you know because the truth that you know and obey is what will set you free. That's right, that's right. Yep, you got one more, letter F. I got letter F? hmm Oh, I thought you, oh yeah, I sure do. All right, love others. Work for their soul's good and don't look to please yourself. Well, well. Ooh, okay, this one is deep. Romans chapter 13, verses 18 through 8 through 14, in the passion, listen, this speaks for itself. There's not much more that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another, for the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. For the commandments, do not commit adultery. Isn't that funny how that's the first thing to always come up? Do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and every other commandment can be summed up in these words. Love and value others the same way you love and value yourself. Aha. Ooh. Could that be the issue Mm -hmm. we don't know how to love and value ourselves love makes it impossible to harm another so love fulfills but all the law requires to live like this is all the more urgent for time is running out and you know it is a strategic hour in human history it is time for us to wake up stay woke For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns. In other words, the days of the Lord's coming are drawing nearer and nearer and nearer. And you don't know the time nor the hour. And you do not want to be caught with your pants down. Mm. Pun intended. So we must once and for all strip away What is done in the shadows of darkness. Can we say the freaks come out at night, babe? Yeah, we can say that. Removing it like filthy clothes. And once and for all, we clothe ourselves with the radiance of light as our weapon. We must live honorably, surrounded by the light of this new day, not in the darkness of drunkenness and debauchery. Mm -hmm. Wild living. Mm -hmm. Reckless. Mm -hmm. You only live once. YOLO! Not in promiscuity. I did not write that. Not in promiscuity and sensuality. Not being argumentative or jealous of others. Instead, fully immerse yourselves into the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and don't waste even a moment's thought on your former identity to awaken its selfish desires.
1: That's so good.
2: When a person loves God, then they learn to love themselves. Not be a lover of themselves, because that's evil, but to love themselves. And when they love themselves, they understand the value that they have and possess, and they understand the value upon which God has placed on them, and therefore they see people in that same light. And I can convey to them love, honor, purity, respect, mercy, forgiveness, grace, peace. Hello? Not that we've arrived, because we're going to have some times of conflict and mm-hmm. even contention. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have to e- end in evilness. And in this situation, when we're talking about relationships, if the effort is to still be a Christian, we want to start with love. And that love is pure, yep. i.e. friendship, yep. uh-huh. before it is romantic. That's
1: right.
2: That's right. Before, I remember when we first started dating, you know, he's a cutie. And I remember one of my days, we had been dating for a little while, for some, for some months and stuff like that, and we weren't, you know, thirsty daters. We, didn't, we weren't the type of people that had to talk to each other every single day and go out every two or three days. We didn't do that. We didn't see each other maybe, but once a week, once every two weeks. And one, after some time, we were out on a date. I'll never forget this. We went to, out to dinner, and then he took me to a pool, pool hall. And boy, I could feel it. My heart started fluttering, and, and, and it happened. We pecked. Oh. I don't know why I thought I was about to fall out, right?
1: You know why. See, that's real pimping right there, see. See, the, see the game is to be sold, not to be told.
2: This dude here. And so, after that you know that was our first look that first kiss it was a peck he you know we no tongue no french kissing involved but let me tell you we got a phd in pecking we did pigeons had nothing on us true that's true but we both i know for me i could feel myself emotionally going somewhere that i wasn't really really ready to go he realized it too. And we both agreed, we're going to pull back on this. We're not going to do this no more. Think about that. We
1: had to stop pecking. So you ought to know what you're doing right now. <laughs> Don't look down. Keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. We yeah, were like that. Come on, we got to wrap up too. All right.
2: So we, we, we had to reset in the midst of our dating process and truly pursue friendship. So much so that when he proposed, I was like, well, is this right? Because <laughs> the romance had not so much been established. Now, once he proposed, then we was all booed up.
1: So, so, yeah, your, so turn. Gonna, yeah, your turn. Yeah, thanks, babe. So, so let, let's <laughs> add one more piece to that. Let's add one more piece to that. So even like I know me, right? Come on, fellas, we know ourselves. I can remember at one point I said, you know what? We are almost 45 days away from it. We made it this far. I'm about to go on and just
2: He was saying th- I wasn't thinking that.
1: I was I was still, being perfect. I was I was and
2: pure. once I realized I was that heightened,
1: because one time I went to pick her up and she was just dressed real nice, really you know, decent, pleasant, everything. But she had her legs out. I saw her knees and, and toes look like popsicles to me, you know what I mean? Just, True story. What did I tell you? I said, he go said, back in the house.
2: Go back in the house and change clothes. I had to put I, on some gym shoes. Because
1: and- I knew I wasn't right. Come on. Come on. Anybody here know what I'm talking about?
2: But I know not only I'm that.
1: Get, I'm getting ready to mess this up tonight, and we're only like 40 days away from the wedding. Right? <laughs> and so let me close it. Wait, we'll be patient. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So watch this now. So, so then I say to her, I'm going to fast from you. For 30 days. For 30 days until the wedding day. True story. I pick her up on a Friday or the before the wedding. Yeah. To get her some stuff for the the honeymoon. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the last time I saw her. The next time I saw her, she was coming down the aisle. And can I just be honest with you all? When she was coming down the aisle, I was already. true story so much so I never tongue kissed her before so when the pastor said you may now kiss your bride we I made don't know the whole how, church how, uncomfortable I don't know how long we went on and then we going he down he's going down the aisle I'm just I put minister Johnny I pushed her over into a little room and I'm in the room <laughs>
2: That's right? a we, true story. It's a true
1: story. We, we get did in not the back. We stay for our reception. Listen, we stay for the reception. We got in the back of the limo. I didn't know that guy that was driving. I'm back there. <laughs> My brother meet us at the hotel, right? We all in the elevator, <laughs> and then we get in the room. <laughs> it was over. Rick, pray, pray for me Rick it, it was oh. it was like she went over there got dressed this up. all I could do was just crawl up in her arms and just say just hold me just hold me I'll be back give me a minute I'll be back I'm coming back I promise you I'm coming back true story all these are true stories right and if you're trying to live holy out there, you know what I'm talking about. Raise your head if you're trying to possess that vessel in On honor. That. You, you know it, <laughs> it is not easy, right? I'm going to go through these last two Woo! real fast. Letter I'm, G. I'm hurting. Treat single women as sisters in Christ with absolute purity.
2: <laughs> okay?
1: Letter G. Treat single women as sisters in Christ, listen to this, with absolute purity. I remember when I made the adjustment that she was my sister in Christ. As my friend dating her, and she was God's daughter. How many know every time I was with her, it helped me treat her a certain way? So, treat all single women as as sisters in Christ with absolute purity. First Timothy chapter 5 1 and 2 says, Don't be harsh or verbally abusive to an older man, it is better to appeal to him as a father. And you, and as your minister to the young, and as you minister to the younger men, it is best to encourage them as dear brothers. So, really, the younger men are supposed to see all of the older men as father figures, and listen to them. Now, I remember Dad Hendricks said to me, "Was it last week, two weeks ago?" He said, "Pastor, I didn't get my key card up to the uh, upstairs." How you know instant respect? Wait a minute, we're getting ready to take care of that right now. I'll Go and I find Minister Johnny, and I say, "Get that Dad. Dad Hendricks is eighty some years old. How you know he shouldn't be walking up the stairs? He should be able to get on the elevator, right, and, and get up there." We need to have more respect for our elders, <laughs> and when they talk to us, we need to listen. Right? To the younger men, encourage them, right? Uh, verse 2, honor the older women as mothers. See, there's a lot of mothers in here that can grab my ear if they want to and straighten me out. And they do it all the time out there in the hallway and Ooh. all kind of different things, right? And listen to me. I respect
2: them and I listen to them. Now, let, let me make a disclaimer. Listening to them doesn't always mean You're doing what hungry. they ask you to do. Every time. There's still an anointing on the office on on this man, but there's still Holy Spirit within you. It doesn't always equal that. Yeah,
1: that's good. But it
2: always equals honoring them and respecting them enough to listen. Yeah. And even if you have to kindly agree, respectfully do so. It's good. Disagree, rather.
1: So honor the older women as mothers, and here's the point. And the younger women, treat as your dear sisters with utmost purity. Listen, fellas, single ladies should feel the safest in the world in church. Mm, mm, mm. Again, I, I hate to share all these stories with you, but I remember when I first got saved and, you know, People knew me from the neighborhood because of my sports background. So when I walked in. A lot of people knew me as referees there, NBA. It's ref- so all kind of stuff that went to this, this. was the largest church in the state of Michigan. And it was interesting. They all came to me to teach me how to play the church game. And they were telling me that it's the, this is the easiest place in the world to get some. And how many of you know I knew right there, this is a group I need to stay as far away from And it was so sad to me that I came in the church and the brothers wanted to teach me how to go through the church. Not so at linked up church.
2: Amen.
1: Come on, fellas, help me out. We're going to protect our ladies. Come on, somebody. We're going to treat them with the utmost respect. Come on, fellas. We're going to treat them as sisters in Christ. Come on, fellas. We're going to treat them with absolute honesty and purity. Come on, fellas. And and these were, like,
2: high-up peoples. Anyway. A a few years ago, a gentleman, you said that a gentleman wanted to make an appointment with me, and, you know, that one time, and he just wanted to just repent and get himself right. And I respected him for doing that, but he had lived his life living off of women. He might even be here today, but he got himself right, and he changed his life, and he was pursuing a young lady, and I understand they might be engaged now, but... He was telling me how easy it was to prey upon women in church. Yeah. And he would hop from church to church to church, listen, off of public records. If you file for a divorce, if your husband recently died, he knows that you're, he said, we know that you're desperate for some company. And those women have cars, extra cars, they have houses that, that and, and it was easy for them to live off of women. Especially church women. He said the one place you can always find these women, you see them on social media, be careful what you post. You see them on social media, you follow them on social media, the minute they post, my church linked them, all you gotta do is show up at church a few times. You already know what their face looks like and start and, and, and he told me what the game was.
1: Okay, so so, so, let's, so I curse that in the name of Jesus.
2: Yes, in Jesus' name.
1: Anybody just learned something, I curse that in the name of Jesus, right? So so we, we have to close, but this is so important. So I'm going to teach you, young ladies. We're going to get to a point in here. Where I'm going to tell you why to never let a man move into your house. Mm. And I'm going to show you from the Scripture why you never do that. Ever. 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 I'm going to tell you, ever. And it's going to be so clear to you in the Word of God why you never, ever do something
2: like that. And listen, man, you don't want to move into another house. You don't want to
1: do that. And I'm going to show you why you don't want to do that. You don't want to do it. All right, let's, let's last one for the day. How many of y'all glad you came to church today? Are you all going to come back next week? Are you all going to come back next week? All right, this last one is easy. Let's all stand to our feet. If you love Christ, then you will obey his commands mm-hmm. above your own desires. Watch this. And live biblically. James 14:15 says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands so if you understand what Christ says here if you try to obey his commands without first loving him it's going to be hard but if you'll love him then it'll make, he'll make it easy for you to obey his commands so we'll talk about these and other passages as we deal with other topics uh, over the next several weeks I'm supremely confident that as we search the scriptures over the next several weeks, many of you will be extremely thankful for this information, whether you're unmarried or married. How many of y'all can already say I'm thankful for this information, right? Okay. Let it be a light unto your feet, a lamp unto your feet, and a light unto your path. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we wanna invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God, in Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God.
0: Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text GETCONNECTED to 833-833-833. 988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.